You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I'm telling you, that's just you really. I, I'm really happy you didn't post it. I think it's kind of funny. I I know you. It is funny. It is funny. I think the people who maybe know you, they would think it was funny. But, but I think, think to a lot of other people, like sad. I think a lot of people might think it's the saddest thing that has ever been posted. But it was it was genuine. It was genuinely true. It is my one true love. It has never let me down. And that's oh. who I wanted to spend dinner with. And that's that's exactly why it's it's so sad. On top of that, you can't really tell tone over the internet. Okay, I guess that's true. Unless you like put a lot of smiley I'll tell you what, or something. You, you write down what it was you were going to write. Send it over to me and I will read it back to you here in a minute and tell me if it sounds sad. Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internets, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding la, us. La, la. Of course, we are live here, like I said, five days a week. Um, but... What I was going to get to is that we've got a bunch of stuff that we're going to get to today that we're going to talk about, but I think we need to cover what went on over this last weekend because it was it was a rather eventful weekend, I have to say. It really was of, of everything that happened, um, including this weekend, of course, was Valentine's Day. It sure was, and Friday the thirteenth on Friday, and Friday the thirteenth on mm-hmm. Friday, which I had some bad luck myself on Friday the thirteenth. So I will discuss that here in a second. <gasps> you but, didn't break a mirror, did you? Uh, along those lines, there was there was stuff was broken. Stuff was broken. We'll we'll get to that here in a minute. All right. I'll explain it. I'll explain it. Well, maybe we maybe we should get to that. Well, actually, let's start off with the weekend starting from Friday the thirteenth. Okay. And then then we'll go from there. So so of course Friday the thirteenth here in February. Um, you know, went out with a few friends. It's kind of the end of the week. Let off some steam. Went to the Landmark Saloon. Sure did. Fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. It also was wonderful. We sat outside, of course, because they have that nice heated patio at four eight four seven Southeast Division. Yes, indeed. And we just like going there. Mm-hmm. So so went and hung out there with a bunch of friends. Um, ended up meeting up with. Uh, Kamau Bell. Yeah, W. Kamau Bell happened to be in town, and so he's like, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" And I'm like, "This is the coolest thing ever." Kamau wants to hang out with us, so he actually came and hung out with us at the Landmark Saloon. Yes, and uh, here's the thing, though. Kamau came out, and I'd probably already had a few drinks, and then he came out and had a few more. I will say some shots were involved. Um, there were people were buying shots, you know, and people were like really excited to see Kamau because he's clo- he's very recognizable, right? And people kept coming over and buying shots, but then they were being like the super nice people that they are, which is bringing him a shot, but then bringing all of us shots too. Yeah, and it's like oh god, because it was already like eleven thirty at that point. Yeah, so so that happened. You know, I had a bunch of shots, and uh, you know, it was uh, it was a good time. Good times were had. Got to a point where I had to go home. I was like, okay, that's. That's about enough for me. Mm. I, I've I've got to I've got to get out of here. I can't I can't be here anymore. You know, because I was having a great time, but I, I realized also I was having a limit. And plus, the next day was Valentine's Day, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wake up, get uh, get good and good and ready. You know, be uh, be spry for the day. Wake up, maybe go for a run. Sure. So that way, in case I meet you know some some nice young lady on Valentine's Day, I'll be yes, ready to go. That happens. That's when everybody meets. Because that happens. Their you never know. No, maybe I was going to run into somebody who was single, and you know it would have happened, and it would have worked all worked out very well for me. But uh, that's kind of why I wanted to go home. And and the thing is, I went back to my house okay. and uh, getting ready, getting ready to to kind of. Go to bed. I don't. I'll be honest. I was. I was pretty tanked. Well, I yeah. had. A, I'd had quite a few shots. You'd been out. It added and up. It added up. And shots kind of catch up with you a little. Shots bit. catch up to me, you know. And so I. So I went out and I did that. And and I'm walking around my living room. And here's the thing in my living room. So I've got, 
you know, the couple of couches. I've described it before. There's couches. Actually, you can see what my living room looks like if you watch Nightmare at Nibblers. Now, I didn't think about that. I don't even have to describe it anymore. Oh, yeah. People know. Uh, Nightmare at Nibblers, available at funemploymentradio.com, the ghost investigation of my house where you see the entire layout. So in, if you've seen that, uh, in my living room, I've got the coffee table right there. And you'll probably notice, or maybe you didn't, that the coffee table has three different glass panels on it. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. So that's kind of how it's set up. It's a, you know, it's a classy coffee table. I don't know what you would call it, but it's got three different glass panels. And I was getting ready to head off to bed, walked by the coffee table, and lo and behold, I, I backed up just a little bit too hard into it uh, as I was taking my shoes off. Oh, no, you hit it and it broke? No, not quite from that. So I bumped it and I leaned backwards and I started falling. And ordinarily, if that was happening, I trip all the time in life. This has nothing to do with any kind of alcohol or anything. I just, I just, I trip a lot. You know, I'm, I'm clumsy. Add some of the alcohol into it. My aim wasn't quite as good as I was falling back to the coffee table in which it's a wood frame for it. Normally, I'd just barely touch the wood frame, pop right back up, no problem. Well, instead of hitting the wood frame, my hand went straight through one of the glass oh, panels. Oh, wow. Straight through the well, glass panel. Well, you're not panel. bandaged or anything. You didn't cut anything important, right? Well, not important. I'll just say this. <laughs> okay. I, I was lucky. Um, I, I didn't pull a Kenny B as far as, you know, I didn't like cut off the tip of my thumb or anything. Right? That was only like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it wasn't that bad. Although at the time, it's hard to determine what is bad or not because I, um, well, glass shattered everywhere. My hand was in the middle of it, and I pulled my hand up, and I was covered in blood. Oh, wow. And like it was bleeding quite a bit. So I got blood running down <laughs> down my hand. I won't get into much description of that, but there, there was a bunch of blood. And, you know, when, you're, when you've had a couple and you're looking at that, it's kind of hard to determine exactly where the cuts are coming from. So I didn't know for sure. Uh, I got it cleaned up. It turns out it's not that bad, actually. I got off fairly lucky, but the, si- the, the uh, side of my hand. Oh, yeah. I see a couple cuts over yeah, there. Yeah, from the pinky on down to about the, uh, about the wrist. So you must have landed with your hand, kind of like karate chopped the glass? I karate chopped the glass is essentially what happened. Oh, wow. So that's, that's pretty much how I landed. And, uh, and yeah, it, it made quite a mess. And then I had, though, these cuts on the side of my hand. So going out... Saturday, which we all ended up going to the same place, but going out on Saturday, I'm like, well, this just kind of, this kind of ruins what I was going to do there. I mean, because now I'm going to have to explain if somebody, somebody actually takes a look at my hand. Why well, you could say you were working on a project? Like there are so many things that you can say in order to have you know like mucked really? up hands. Well, oh yeah, is there something I could have said? What would have been a good excuse for this? Because there's three solid cuts. Lie and say you were working on your car, even though this person probably wouldn't know that you didn't know how to work on your car. I was working on my car. Mm-hmm. And that's how I cut myself. And a gasket was, blew, and I was, I, yeah, and I was changing the, the carburetor, and the belt snapped. And when that happened, you know, then the the oil filter ended up cutting my hand, and I was trying to turn it over, and and uh, the um, spectrometer. This is the most boring description of. Your hand see, cut. this is the thing. I couldn't. I would. I don't think I would be able to say that. I don't think I would be able to say. Uh, Explain it because if she knew anything about cars, I would be busted instantly. I don't, well, you could do say like you were cleaning something in the kitchen, or you were fixing your washing machine, or something <laughs> so, manlier than falling through your glass table. Uh, so anything su- is man- manlier than that. <laughs> <laughs> Suggestions in the I live chat. I had too many shots and fell through my coffee table. How you doing? <laughs> That's really it. And seriously, it was like the most boring kind of a bump. Like I just backed up into it. I'm like, oh, oops, done. All in a matter of like one second. I'm like, well, that that didn't work out. Now, did anybody witness this? No, nobody witnessed it. 
um, thankfully. The, <laughs> there's some amazing Photoshopped pictures of wow. my head placed on things here in the, in the live chat. That's freaky because that, that is a really decent Photoshop job, and you don't look like I that. Was, wait a minute. No, but I'm saying the face looks like your face because okay. I mean, it's aligned in all with fairness, the skin tone. In the chat, there's a gentleman who is much larger than I am in real life uh, with my face is now put onto it. It looks like he fell through something. Somebody, I believe Rick Rutherford has photoshopped that in there. That's okay. The, the top part's accurate. The bottom half, I do not look like that. I've been <laughs> running, Sarah. I am I not work saying out. you look like that. I'm saying the Photoshop job is so good. Like it's seamless. It's a seamless transition of your face onto that body. Yeah, that is a little It under- is pretty amazing. We'll, have to put that. we'll, we'll go ahead and put that at uh, funemploymentradio.com. All right, fine. Yeah. Fine. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but anyway. You should just make that your profile picture and be like, look at me now, ladies. Hey, here you go. Look High school reunion coming up. There yeah. we are. Uh, no, anyway, that's, that's what I was worried about. So yes, I guess I could have said the car thing. I don't think that would have worked out well for me if I, if I tried to use that excuse because if she knew anything about cars, which most people was know there something. Was there a she? Did this, did this come to fruition where you had to try and... Well, no, but in my head, I was, I was trying to prepare okay. for this. I like how you have an invisible she. What does the she in your mind look like? Ah, uh, you know, the girl that uh, I meet somewhere. Sure. She has uh, big boobs and blonde hair. Her name's Brittany. And her name's Brittany. Yep. Okay. She's a singer. She lives in Vegas. Okay. That's who I was going to meet out in mm-hmm. Portland. You sure were. I'm sure. Out in deep southeast Portland. And it would have worked too, except for my hand. Except for your dirty the, hand. Because that's what women look at hand. to count the cuts on your hands. Who? <laughs> what woman is looking at your hands going, Well, oh. it's okay. In all fairness, it made me a little self-conscious. I'm not one to fall on things. and That doesn't like to hurt myself, not from drinking. I do that in life. In life, I do that. This one was accentuated by the fact that I was drinking. And that normally doesn't happen to me. So it was a little bit unnerving, kind of threw me off a bit. So we were talking about uh, me on Valentine's Day. So we, now we've gotten through uh, February 13th. Yes. Friday the 13th. Yes. So I was talking to Greg because we were all, so of course, um, as is our want, a lot of our friends, you know, we have friends that are couples, friends who are single, you know, all different kinds of friends. Like I don't, I don't necessarily, even when I'm in relationships, celebrate Valentine's Day. I don't know, Greg, do you? No, I've talked about that on the show before. I am, I'm not a big, I'm not a big uh not a big Valentine's Day person. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so some friends of ours, some mutual friends, were having a big party that night on um, on Valentine's Day night. So I was getting ready to go there. But then we all met up beforehand for a drink, and I was talking to Greg about um, what I was thinking about posting that day because I thought it would be really funny. And this is why I'm saying, yes, it might be funny because I know you. In other circumstances, for anyone who doesn't know you and anyone who doesn't hear you actually say it, it's gonna sound like the saddest thing ever. So did you did you write it out? I did. I put it, I put it in the okay, chat. Okay, you put it. This in, is what I was gonna write in, because in I was our so, chat. Okay. In our chat, yeah, because I was so proud about it because I'm like, oh, this is gonna be really funny. Because okay, people know how much I like this thing. Okay, now I want to go ahead and, and read this. I'm gonna read this as myself, and I want people in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com/live. If you're listening live, um, this is one of the advantages of being a live subscriber. I want you to tell me whether or not this is sad or funny. So just consider it with no context. Try to clear your mind of any context. You're just looking on Facebook. It's Valentine's Day. Everybody's posting their loving pictures. And then there is this. But there was going to be a picture along with it. Does that matter? What was the picture? It was a picture of the thing. Okay. I took a okay, picture. A I, picture still, the- I still actually have it in my phone. <laughs> I had written it and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I should get another opinion. Okay. I don't think that's going to help your case to not be sad. But okay. I will say that this is accompanied by... A picture of macaroni and cheese pops yes. up on your Facebook. Let me let me tell the story, all, all right. right? I'm trying all to right. explain it. I'm, I want an unbiased opinion from people. All right, so you're you're sitting there, you're looking at Facebook, everybody's posting their loving Valentine's Day pictures, whatever, and then you see this pop up. It's a picture of macaroni and cheese, and just this, 
from a single girl. Celebrating an early dinner with my one true love, Kraft macaroni and cheese. That isn't the way it was supposed to be said. It doesn't matter because that's how it's read. That is what I'm saying. It's how it's read. Celebrating an early dinner with my one true love, Kraft macaroni and cheese. I thought it was funny. Kraft macaroni and cheese is delicious. And you know what I did? With my one true love. It is. Kraft macaroni and cheese. With my one true love, Kraft macaroni and cheese. And you know what? It was quite amazing. I had an amazing, amazing dinner on Saturday, February 14th, watching the Gilmore Girls and eating Kraft macaroni and cheese (laughs) with an iced coffee. It was the best thing ever. See, now I think that I know you. I would have thought it was funny. And I think some people who know you would think it was funny. But – You've got a lot of friends on Facebook. I guarantee you don't interact with a lot of them on any given day. Oh, God. And I would get like those, those ones like, oh, chin up, girl. Things are going to be okay. This is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. You would start getting sympathy comments from people who don't listen to the show, don't really. Maybe they've met you before. I mean, obviously, if you're friends online, probably they've met you before at some point. Maybe not. Maybe they've never even met you. And they're just seeing these posts, and you will get the sympathy girl ones. It's the kind of thing where people post things Obviously, they just want attention for something like the ones that will write. And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just going to throw this out. And if you're one of these people, you know what you're doing. People who write like just FML, don't even ask. Oh. And just leave that on Facebook. And <laughs> then people are like, what's wrong? What's going on? I can't even today. I can't deal Other with people it. Is you know, like, I people don't are, wanna, I don't want to talk about it. But clearly, the, if like nobody comments on it, they'll be like – well, I guess nobody does care. Yeah, well, right. No, but they're just posting that on there so they can get sympathy things like, oh, you're doing great. Oh, come on. You'll pull through. But nobody has any idea what the actual subject is, what the deal is. Those are the kind of things you would get with this. You would start getting the sympathy comments like, Sarah, I think you're wonderful and you shouldn't have to worry about what anybody else thinks of you. But, but I would just write back, I'm not. I'm enjoying my delicious macaroni and cheese and then going out with a bunch of friends later. Sarah, that's that, sad. And that's just fine. You do what you need to do to get through today. We're all we're all just trying to you cope. You do what you <laughs> need to do to get through today. This is how people would this is how people would would go along with it. Wow. Or uh, I've been trying not to eat mac and cheese. I mean, it was it was quite cause for celebration on Saturday. It was good. I got the the original, which is really good. Like sometimes people like the there's the triple cheese, mm-hmm. which is just too much. It doesn't taste very. You're good. such a strong person. Shut up. I respect you so much, Sarah. Hashtag single and proud. Hashtag <laughs> hashtag inspiration. Stop it. <laughs> No, so I was telling Greg because I, I was writing it and then I realized I was running late and so I didn't end up uh, getting able to post it. And so we went to meet up with um, with some folks. I was just like, oh, Greg, I forgot to – I'm like, I thought of this really funny thing because I really meant it because I love my macaroni and my No, and I know and you did. That's the thing. Knowing you, yes, I think it's funny. No, but Greg told me. He's like, no, but don't, posting don't that- do that. <laughs> <laughs> which I was, I was talked out of actually posting my picture of macaroni and cheese, which I do still have on my phone. I took a few pictures, took a close-up po- one. Post it today and it's less sad. Posting it on Valentine's Day. <sighs> I'm just saying. I don't think I'm going to post it today. Sad. No, now you've given me a complex about it. But I will <laughs> say it was the best Valentine's Day dinner I've ever had. It included Kraft macaroni and cheese, a large iced coffee from Pete's Coffee, which is very delicious, and uh, some Gilmore Girls, which I'm wrapping up the seventh <laughs> season. Also, I would like to thank everybody who keeps continuing to write in about Gilmore Girls. I got a few more emails about them. 
uh, this past weekend. I just yes. want to let you guys know I have seven episodes left. Um, my heart is breaking because it's almost over, and it is an excellent show. And I have heard from everyone who has been emailing in and also commenting to me about when I was complaining about Gilmore Girls not understanding Which it. Which is I understand hilarious. It's a very nice show because everybody's kind of let me know that. There, there are some angry people. Gilmore Girls fan base is is something. They're not I, angry. They just they want you to appreciate it for the magic that it is. Um, not angry. Is that the right way to describe? No, that? not angry. Passionate. Passionate. Okay, there we go. Passionate. Yes, passionate. Passion. I, I too am, am very passionate about it. I'm getting very sad that it's almost over. Well, well I mean, it, okay. it, it ended in 2007. Well, but ends. almost over for me. It's just the ending of it is so bad. Shut. I mean, because don't what even he, start with that, Greg. Don't even start with that. I'm just saying what he did to the body was just that that was the above and beyond part. You're so funny. That was the above and beyond part. I didn't expect that. Okay. I knew it was going to be bad, but they didn't have to show it. Mm -hmm. That's just the ending of Gilmore Girls. I just want people to be prepared. Okay, Greg. All right. All right. So how did the rest of your uh, Valentine's Day night turn out? Uh, Well, it was was just fine. Was uh, everyone repulsed by your gross cuts on your hands? No one was. People weren't repulsed. Well, not that they said anything. Maybe they were just. I being mean, they weren't polite. bleeding anymore. They stopped bleeding. Mm-hmm. But you just had open wounds all over your hands. Well, there's some cuts. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't think about that. Now, maybe people were repulsed. They just didn't tell me about it. I can tell you, I was there where you were, and there was a lot of repulsion. A lot there. of talk about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people discussing it. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> I, I think it. I think it worked out okay. Okay, I'm glad yes. to hear it. Yes. All right. Should we do a little bit of World of Crazy? Oh, I think I'm ready. Greg, so much crazy happened over the weekend. Yes. I'm not going to get right to it, but one of my favorite stories that I've read uh, in the past couple of weeks, I have found, I've unearthed today Okay. for the crazy. All right. First up, a story about, oh, a fellow single lady like me. Now, this one's out of Verbania, Italy. Is that how you say it, Greg? I know you're knowledgeable of Verbania. all things Italy. I don't know. I don't know how you say it. Well, how's it spelled? V-E-R-B-A-N-I-A. Verbania? Verbania. Verbania. <laughs> yes, like I Count said, Chocula. I was That's just, pretty much. I was going to say that was my Count Chocula, <laughs> apparently. All right. <laughs> um, all right. Out of Verbania, Italy. 115 year old woman. Now, we had a story about a, an older single lady who said that the reason that she was able to live so long was because she stayed away from those pesky men. Yes, I remember that. She, was, was, she did that. What else did she do? Something there was something else, but yeah, basic, basically stayed like away from men. Whiskey, maybe. Yeah, no, that's pretty much along those lines. Yeah. Well, this is a different lady. At least they're claiming it's a different lady because the story came out today. And if it's the same lady, I, I recognize that this is a different name. They better not be repackaging the same story. But we're going anyway. A 115 year old woman, believed to be Europe's oldest living, uh, oldest living person, says that eating raw eggs is the key for her becoming. 115 years old, along with staying away from men. That's really gross. Uh, Italian uh, Emma Morano, Emma Morano, Emma Morano, Morano, who is the fifth oldest living person in the world, but the first oldest um, in Europe. Uh, she's been, yeah, so known as the fifth oldest living person in the world by the Gerontology Research Group, said that most of her uh, secret to long life was staying single. She said she didn't want to be dominated by anyone, you know, that would kind of wear her down, so therefore... You can be in a relationship and not be dominated, by the way. But <laughs> well, this is, uh, Emma Morano does not agree with you. <laughs> uh, she said her doctor also uh, recommended eating three raw eggs a day to counter her anemia when she was a teenager, and she has kept up that recommendation her entire life for 100 years. 
amounting to roughly 100,000 raw eggs that she has eaten that in her lifetime. so gross. She does it every day? Every day she eats three raw eggs in wow. the morning. And she's 115, so something must be going right. And she doesn't look Is like, it going right, though? Let me tell you, she doesn't look like that 115 where it just looks like, you know, like a melting potato with eyes. Like, she looks Ew. like a human kind of still. You know when they're like the really super old people and they yeah. don't really resemble a human anymore? No, yeah, I, I know. I yeah. don't really want to get to that exactly. age she, myself. <laughs> I, I don't think I really... So that's, that's the thing. Is she really winning by being 115? I don't know. She's winning the game of life. I guess. Uh, so, yeah, so, what do you get for that? Raw eggs and no life. relationship. I, I'm sure there are other things that you get, you know, that... It's like she's got a nice afghan. She has a very nice afghan. Uh, Look, she's still, like, relatively well put together. Yeah. Yeah, 115 All right, well, I mean, hey, more power to her. Yeah, well, Emma Marano says that uh, long life runs in her family. One of her sisters lives to the age of 102, and the other one died at 99 years old. So uh, it doesn't say if the sisters also ate raw eggs. Okay. See, here's the thing, though. I think a lot of that is just plain genetics. It's not necessarily the raw eggs. It's like with wrinkle creams and such, how some people are just genetically you know, predisposed to get like wrinkly. Or... Because there's also the people there are that... are outlying factors, but a lot of it is genetics. Well, there's also the people that live to 105 and smoke Marlboros every day and drink whiskey. And that's, like, that's how I survived to this age. You know, I, I don't know. Or it's like those super skinny people. They're like, I just go for a five-minute walk every day and just eat what I want. And everything just, the fat just melts away. It's like everybody is different. We're not all Carrie motherfucking Russell, all right? You really have a thing against Carrie Russell. She's so skinny. Does anybody, if you don't know who Carrie Russell is. She's Felicity. Okay, if you don't know what Felicity is, because I didn't know that either. She's Look her up. I guess if you look up Felicity, you'll probably see who she is then. Um, she's on The Americans now. She's the, the wife. No, it's just those people. Like, it's not that I don't like Carrie Russell as a person. It's that I've read an interview with her where she's talking about how she maintains her, like, 90-pound frame. And she's like, oh, I just go for, like, a mile or so walk every day with, the, you know, with my husband or my kids and then just eat whatever I want. And I just, you know, it's not really – I don't really have to try to work out or anything. I'm just like – And you hate her for this. Carrie Russell. <laughs> Next up. Now, this has a Portland, Oregon tie to it. Oregon. Uh, so this came I, by out the this way, past if you're weekend. listening live, I just I tried to post a picture of Carrie Russell. I posted some like giant code. I don't know what it is. I think I just cracked. I cracked like into the. Uh, okay, well, people can Illuminati or something. Readily, I'm not really sure what it is. Pictures of Carrie yeah. Russell. She's everywhere. She's also in the Americans. Have you seen that? She's in also um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah, that's right. She is in that. Mm-hmm. It's a good. All movie. right, Greg. Solid. Stop looking at pictures of Carrie Russell. Next up, a scorpion this past weekend stung a passenger on Alaska Airlines on their flight to Portland, Oregon. Oh, that sucks. Where is it coming from? A scorpion delaying a flight that originated from Mexico. So this happened yesterday. Uh, So flight 567, which uh, originated from Los Cabos, Mexico, was taxiing for takeoff on Saturday. Okay, so this happened Saturday. Saturday at the Los Angeles International Airport when a woman was stung by a scorpion that was crawling around on the ground of the Alaska Airlines flight. That sucks, because what if she had taken her shoes off just to kind of relax a little bit, and then oh. all of a sudden you get your foot, your foot hit with a scorpion? Then maybe she shouldn't have taken her shoes off. Well, no, I'm just saying... Maybe nobody should take their shoes off on a plane where you're all sharing the same air, because it's disgusting, and you might get stung by a scorpion. No, there's nothing wrong... No, taking your socks off, that's gross. Nobody should be doing that. But taking your shoes off just to, you know, relax a little bit, as long as you have clean socks, and don't put them up on a chair in front of someone else... Nothing wrong with that. Wow. It's just called relaxing. 
Well, the woman was stung, and the plane returned to the gate where medics treated her and offered her additional medical treatment, which she declined. She did not get back on the plane. However, the other passengers stayed on board. So what happened is she felt the scorpion sting her foot, and she brushed it away with her foot and squished it on the floor. So the crew of the Boeing 30, uh, 737 checked the, for other scorpions. There were no more on the plane. <laughs> Imagine that overhead address. Uh, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, please lift your feet up. We have a possible scorpion outbreak on the that on the plane. might not be poisonous and life We don't know. Uh, oh, my God. That would be, like, miserable for the rest of that flight. Oh, yeah. You'd be constantly worried checking your seat to see if there's a scorpion in it. Be afraid of getting into the overhead bins afterwards. Oh, yeah. They could be anywhere. They're squirrely little things. <laughs> and they're smaller than you think they are, too. Yeah. No, I, I've got a friend who was bitten by or stung by one in uh, Nevada. I think they're in Laughlin. And just, like, sitting on the banks of the river and all of a sudden, bam, there's uh, a scorpion. Now you can't feel your hand anymore. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, like, lost all feeling in the hand for a a number of hours. Uh, well, a spokesperson for the airline said... We Other don't... than pain, of course. You can feel pain, but that's about the you only feeling. You can feel feeling. the pain. Yeah. Uh, a spokesperson for the airline said, We don't know exactly how the scorpion made it on the plane, but the flight did originate from Mexico, where scorpions are known to live. So, uh, did you know that only about 30 of the 1,500 species of scorpions have the potentially fatal sting? Huh. I did not know that. Well, I mean, the fatal sting? Yeah. I mean, you all mean of you them can are die? painful stings. Yeah, you but can... only 30 of 1,500 species of scorpions... Have fatal stings. Do they exist in the United States of America? It does not give me that information in the story that's not about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just want to know. So uh, the Mayo Clinic, this is where the information's from, says they have 30 out of 1,500. Scorpion stings, although painful, are mostly harmless. So even though it hurts like a son of a bitch, chances are you won't die from it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. That's still not something I want to have to deal with on a plane, though. Scorpions running around on the ground of the plane. That's a nightmare. That is a nightmare. Uh, did that person get a free flight or anything? It doesn't say if they did or not. Now, if I got a free flight. You'd be bit by a scorpion for a free flight? <sighs> yeah, I think I would. Wow. Yeah. A free round ship ticket. All right, but wherever how about, I wanted. How about you did yeah, not? Yeah, I would let it happen. But you did not know if it was one of the fatal stings. Well, no, I'm not going to risk death. It was just a scorpion. It might be one of the 30 fatal scorpions. Well, it's still pretty good odds. Who's running said contest? So you play like Russian scorpion roulette. Um, with 1,500 bullets. Uh, I, I really don't like the idea of dying. I'll go through some pain for a few hours for a free round trip ticket. No, I don't think I want to die. I'd, I'd rather those ones be removed That's from it. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay. I'm just putting it out there. Would you? No. No? No. Hmm. Absolutely not. All right. Who knows what kind of weird reaction oh. you'd have even if a scorpion was was not fatal. Okay, question. Would you allow yourself to be stung on the forehead? No, I wouldn't do it on the forehead in case there was permanent damage of some kind, a scarring. But on the uh, on my feet, maybe a hand, because my hands are already all cut up. My hand, I'll Your never, hands are ruined. I'll never be a hand model. No. That, that dream That boat has sailed. That ship sailed, sailed a long time once ago. Once you got the deformed finger. By the way, my snapping finger, still messed up. Like, seriously, it's still, it hurts really bad. So, yeah, they could do, go ahead and do some more damage on the it's hand. It's really hard to take you seriously when you're talking about your snapping my finger. My snapping finger on they my right my hand. my snapping finger, man. It is like, it, For it is those painful. who follow along on the show, I talked about my snapping finger a few weeks ago about how it was sore and I couldn't snap like I used to. I have a real strong snap on my right hand. Yep, it's it's sore. There's something going on with it. I don't yeah. really know what it is. It's been a, like a little while now. I've though. got a damaged, I mean. I'd I'm probably say it's, it's down for the count permanently. It sucks. It like hurts. Yeah. It hurts real bad. 
Well, maybe you just shouldn't try to snap anymore. Well, maybe your snapping days are behind you. Might as well have a scorpion sting it then at might this point. Might as well. Make yeah, the feeling go away your eventually. Dirty, deformed, unhelpful hands. Yeah. And so if that happens, you know, then I get a free round trip ticket, though. There you go. In your dream that you just made up that might happen. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. Next up, this seems like something you'd do, Greg. This kind of reminded me of you. Uh, this is out of Rochelle Park, New Jersey. A New Jersey man tried to get out of a parking ticket by posing as his fictitious blind twin brother in a bid to delay, <laughs> delay court hearings. Now that's some hijinks. <laughs> that's, that's shenanigans right there. Uh, so this guy's name is Owale Agoro. He's from Hackensack, New Jersey. Now faces charges of hindering apprehension, <laughs> false swearing, and how resisting he, arrest. How did he try to pull this off? Well, Agoro received five summons during a July 31st traffic stop this past year. But it's a traffic stop, and he's claiming he was... Okay, I, I want from the beginning here. From the beginning. I want to hear this, right, so it's this whole story. during a traffic story. spot. Uh, during a traffic stop. So this, is all, this happened... Uh, this later this past year, however, it's just coming out now. Uh, during a September court appearance, uh, authorities say that the 58 Ogar- uh, Ogoro claimed to be his twin brother, Tony, when he showed up in court, saying that Awale was out of town. So Tony came to try and the, the fake twin brother came in to try and help Olawe with his traffic citations. Okay, but how does the... How did the blind thing come into it? I don't know. Let's let's continue on to find out. Right. Suspicious of the claims, the officer who issued was was he trying to claim that Tony, the blind brother, was driving? And that well, I think that he was saying that he was blind, so he clearly couldn't have been driving because he wouldn't have a driver's license. But so suspicious of it. So confused. Sh- all right. Okay. Suspicious of the claims, the officer who issued the ticket saw Goro driving later that day and issued him three more tickets. Uh, Agoro then allegedly uh, twice got adjournments after Tony sought them from court clerks, claiming that his brother, his twin brother, was in Nigeria mourning the passing of their father. However, it came to terms that there was no existence of a person named Tony. (laughs) He had no license to prove that he was Tony. So he kept repeatedly showing up to court as his fake twin brother, which they only said the blind thing right at the beginning, and now he's not saying blind. He showed up as the fake twin brother. Just to get a stay to say, no, my brother's in Nigeria. He can't. He couldn't be here. Yes, he couldn't. Be, he couldn't be there because his brother was in Nigeria. So Tony, the once referenced <laughs> blind twin that wasn't running, was how long to did say, he plan to keep this going? Uh, well, he tried until it was finally, finally, uh, county clerks became uh, suspicious and contacted authorities who determined that Tony was really, in fact, a um, Aloe. Aloria Goro. So they were able to, since he wasn't able to produce any identification since, you know, he didn't exist, police were yeah, able to match. Yeah, that's the other thing. What a great court system. They just let him walk in with no ID, just saying like, no, I'm his twin brother. No, no, no. He's out of the country. Well, okay. So that means they were taking his word for it yeah. the rest of that time? Well, uh, police were were able to match a, an obvious birthmark under his lip to the photo on Agoro's driver's <laughs> license, linking him to the actual culprit. Wow. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't really think it's impressive about how inept that police department or that uh, yeah, court he, system was. He was able to come in day after day with no and get ID, five different citations with no ID, though. No ID. Man, well, he worked at it. It's a valid effort. That had to drop one of them just for all that work. Mm-hmm. Well, another man here in the news out of Wales, carefully Wales. Was that your Welsh accent? I want to hear your Welsh accent. I don't know. I don't know what a Welsh accent would be. Well, let's hear your interpretation of what it is. I think a lot of people might not know what a Wales accent is. Wales. How does it go? Wales. Okay. 
A wanted man. All right. Wait, you got you got to do it in, entirely in your Welsh I accent. I don't know what a Welsh accent details. Well, I think if you do your own version of it. I don't know. All right, give me a version, and then I will do my own version. Okay, of here, here. I, I'm going to see if I can find something for it. I'm, I'm more, I think people are more impressed with your ability to accurately come up with the accent and how it's supposed to sound. Okay. I think that's kind of what people are going for. So you got it, you got it worked out? All right, I guess. Okay. All right, let's go with it. This is Sarah with a Welsh accent. Wait, I thought you were going to play me a Welsh accent. And then oh, I was you want me to play you one? Well, no, I kind of wanted to hear no, what No, let me was. just read this goddamn story. The Welsh part isn't the interesting part of the story. But, I mean, it's important to no. establish from the beginning. God damn it, Greg. All right. Hello, I'm Gareth Jameson. I'm an actor and a voice coach from www.londonvoicelessons.com. Here are some tips for working on your voice. Is this how to teach me how to this speak is, uh, Welsh? We're, we're learning how to do Welsh. Are we dancing? I love this while we're video too. This? He's got action shots of him doing voiceover recordings. Oh, that's good. Where he's like taking off the headphones, like any accent yeah. is to isolate the sounds that are specific to that accent. So in the Welsh accent, quite often you'll hear people saying that it's a very sing-song sort of sounding accent. The reason for this is that in Welsh accent, what tends to happen is that vowel sounds are stretched out and stressed and there's a huge glide from high pitch to low pitch. Okay. The accent I'm talking about is the South Wales accent. There's actually quite a huge difference between South and North. Oh, shit, we'll I don't focus know if it's on South, south Wales. So listen it to the sentence. Matter. John, what are you doing? John, what are you doing? Ew, gross, Notice I don't want to talk Okay, Sarah, that. let's hear you do it. John, what are you doing? John, what are you doing? Huge glide on John... It's much more common in Wales than it is in other parts of, England, of the United Kingdom. But it's not exclusive to <gasps> All right, I got it, I got John, it. John, what are you doing? John, what are you doing? Okay, all right. All right There's more to it. Okay, this There's guy's another name is left. Logan Reese Jimes. No, I think it, the Logan needs to be more sing-song. Logan Reese Jimes. Rather than an I sound in doing, the it we get in pit and lit and hit and pick, it becomes more like an e. So that's peck and bet. All right, this is that? too confusing. This is too confusing. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this John. 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 How do I Oh, my God. Anyway, a wanted man who taunted Welsh police on Facebook with a catch-me-if-you-can comment was arrested less than two days later by the police force. What was his name? Logan Reese James. Okay. Uh, Logan Reese James, 19 years young and not very bright, is one of the many fine folks these days who uses social media to try and taunt the police, saying that they will not be caught and then being caught shortly after. Yes, Logan Reese James was uh, released from prison after being convicted in a knife attack, but they were able to post his photo to their, um, so Gwent Police Department posted his photo to their Facebook page after he uh, allegedly violated the conditions of his release. So after they had posted... His photo. They were trying to find him. He was released. However, they had issued a warrant for him because he Mm -hmm. violated said parole. Police say that James commented on the photo. He wrote, ha, 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 catch me if you can. You won't see me slipping. (laughs) Well, police say that James' prediction proved to be false, and he was arrested on Sunday night less than 48 hours after he had taunted them. Uh, The superintendent of the police department thanked James for helping police find him. Uh, He said this demonstrates our commitment to finding and arresting people who fail to abide by the terms of their release from prison. 
Our officers have been making arrest inquiries to locate him. We've also been also been issuing appeals to trace him. We'd like to thank the public, the media, and Mr. James himself for checking into various places and drawing attention as to where he was. It's just incredible sometimes. It's mind-boggling how dumb some people can be. Oh, somebody got the screed cap. That's awesome. Logan James, haha, catch me if you can. You won't see me slipping. <laughs> oh, wow. Does he understand what slipping would mean in that context? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of slipping. I would say that falls under the slipping category. I couldn't sound whiter, by the way. John! John! That's slipping. I'm telling you. All right, and I did tell you that I have my favorite story of the day, and I was very, very, very excited when I found this. Now, okay. We were talking about it last week, of course. We know we can get away with it after this. I just feel like this is this is something that we predicted. This is something we talked about, and I really, really, really want to just be able to end, to put a conclusion on the tale of Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, God. I have to. You know what? It's the wrap-up. Why? It what else Valentine's do we need? It was Valentine's Day weekend. It was Valentine's Day weekend. Okay. There was stuff happening. All right. And this is the best headline I have read today. Condoms, sex toys, and handcuffs. Movie staffers reveal the Fifty Shades of Grey screening secrets that happened during or were found after the screening. Oh. These poor, poor people who had to work in the theaters... During Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, there have been exclusive interviews as to what these poor, poor people had to clean up afterward. By the way, really quick, side note, uh, we got to hear a preview of what Scott Daly is going to be talking about on Geek in the City on this Wednesday night. It's hands down one of the best things I've ever heard. Wednesday night, February 18th, about 7.30 p.m., live here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Scott Daly will be regaling you with his review of Fifty Shades of Grey that he had to go to. He had to go to the screening. You don't want to miss it. It's... That's all I got to say. You do not want to miss his version. It's the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It made me so gloriously happy. Oh, God. All right. Anyway, so here's condoms, sex toys, and handcuffs. The movie staffers reveal what happened behind the scenes in Fifty Shades of Grey in the theaters. Yes, people showed up in full-body latex suits, clutching onto sex toys and dangling handcuffs from their hands. Yes, cinema workers have revealed the sordid antics of Clutching sex toys? Clutching sex toys. Cinema workers have revealed the sordid antics of Fifty Shades of Grey viewers after the lights go out, and it's just as bad as you'd expect. Uh, Staff found all sorts of X-rated objects on the movie's floor. On the cinema, this is from Britain, so it says cinema. So that's what I'm gonna keep saying that on the cinema floor since the movie's released this uh, weekend. It's not Welsh. Since the movie's released this weekend, including but not limited to used condoms. What? Masks, battery-operated sex toys, and packaging for fuzzy handcuffs. Uh, here's a specific... A piece what of goes specific on in instances. British theaters? I, this is not just British. Like it was a, It's a British article. However, this is all around the world. So it's just a bunch of orgies going on. Um, that or this. A group of women were removed after other audience members uh, were making complaints that they were making strange noises during the movie, which, of course, is filled oh. with explicit set- sex scenes. Did I not tell you this was going to happen, Greg? Yeah. I told you. I know. A worker revealed that they had taken off their shoes and socks, then decided to take their socks and tie the ladder around their eyes during the blindfolding scene. (laughs) And people were complaining about both the smell and the fact that all of the women with socks tied around their eyes were moaning in unison. Oh, my God. Dirty socks tied around their eyes, moaning in unison. 
in public. Wow. Not only this. this I actually, I'm actually speechless. I don't even know what to say to that. I did not think they, they tied their dirty socks around their eyes. They tied their dirty socks around their eyes. They tied their dirty socks. I love how that's their the eyes. part that's the most disturbing that's to you. Disgusting. That is pretty gross. That's pretty gross. And I mean, you're at a movie. Why would you that tie your? Four dirt? of them are moaning oh, God, were in they, unison, like, thinking that they were. Oh, that he was talking. Clearly, to they them? were trying to pretend that they were the. Oh my god! The play toy. Oh my god! See, and that happens, and yet Pee Wee Herman, his entire career is ruined, and he was going to a theater that's for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Well, in the United States, where children can watch the raunchy movie if accompanied by an adult, families with children as young as 10... What? Who? That shouldn't be legal. Isn't it NC-17? Oh, it isn't NC-17. It's rated R. If it was NC-17, that means nobody under the age of 17. You... But with R, okay. you Okay, bringing consent. a 10-year-old to that... Yeah, this is just embarrassing. With children as young as 10 flocking to the screens, daring mothers even tried to buy tickets for their four-year-olds, but were denied at the box office as children under six are banned. Women tried to bring their motherfucking four-year-olds to go see Fifty Shades of Grey. One employee revealed that a traumatized child whose poor mother or whose mother had dragged the poor kid there had approached him during the movie going out to get popcorn and said, this movie is so bad. There's so much kissing and yelling and stuff. <laughs> oh, that poor kid. That poor kid. Um, no, if they were smart, they would have set up like a babysitting theater for kids of terrible parents who are bringing their kids to the theater and then be like, oh, yeah, you guys go watch, uh, I don't know, whatever kids watch. All right, now we're going to separate. I don't know, a kids movie, but On the rest of the story, we're separating from the children part, so that's done. Now, back on to the adult stuff. All right, that's just last note on that. That is fucked up. Uh, It's so fucked up. All right, pinning it. All right, back to the adults, the consenting adults who are in the theater doing unconsenting gross things. All right, so a lot of these theater workers took to Reddit. Writing on Reddit, one of the employees said, floor staff have been asked to separate patrons having some serious adult interaction and on more one occasion in just our particular theater. Also had the displeasure of finding a couple used condoms. Man. At one cinema. Okay, number one, you're going to sneak in there and you're going to have sex in a movie theater with a whole bunch of other people. Whatever. Take out your damn condom afterwards. That is that is messed up. They just threw it on the ground. Yep. For some poor sap who has to go clean that up afterwards. Yep. That is... Wow. Well, at one cinema, uh, a man ejaculated on his seat during a packed showing and a crowd of 10 drunk women had to be escorted from the auditorium. Uh, so... Oh, my God. This is... I. I knew this was going to be a shit show. Uh, and this is going to be the last time we talk about this, but I, I just really needed to get this story up because it's something that everyone needs to know. Because I feel like, I feel right. I feel okay with this. Okay, but that, of course, uh, ejaculate was not the only fluid staff had to wipe off the cinema seats after oh. Fifty Shades of Grey screenings. It isn't what you think. Blood was splattered on the seats in Glasgow after a man was attacked by three women at a Valentine's Day showing of the film. Now, the man was reportedly stabbed by the women after asking them to stay quiet because they wouldn't stop squealing. <laughs> Wait, so he, it's not like he was going to... No, he wasn't. He asked them to be quiet and the women turned on Valentine's Day and stabbed him. Oh my God. Well, over the weekend, the erotic thriller uh, brought in $81.6 million, you and I were both off, uh, breaking the U.S. box office records for a combined Valentine's Day and President's Day weekend overall. There you go. Wow. (laughs) 
And there you have it, my friends. That is your world of crazy. Literally world of crazy. I don't know if I ever want to go to a theater ever again. I am pretty, I'm okay not going. Now knowing that that's what's going on yeah, in that's there. It. And how, you know, how strong is the cleaner? Like, do they really get it all off? Oh, my God. Scott may have gotten off lucky, although who knows what was going on he around did. him. Movie who theaters knows will what never be the same after this. Who knows what he didn't tell us either. I think there's a lot more to be told. Scott was wow. so miserable even talking about that movie. Oh, yeah. No, that that's the one thing. You know we, we won't talk about it here on this show after today, except for the fact to reference that Scott Daly will be talking about it. You know that is something you got to hear. funny about this movie hmm. is that people who have read the books get so defensive if you make fun of it. Oh, really? I've had a couple conversations with people who I know, like, because I'm just kind of joking about it, but I'm like, it's a silly book, but lots of things are silly, you know. Sure. Everyone gets entertained in their own stupid ways. I sure. watched Gossip Girl twice yeah, no all problem. the way through. Like, it's fine. But the- Most people don't bring sex toys to, like, Lord of the Rings movies <laughs> and get ejected for having used condoms around them. But it, That it's... usually doesn't happen at those kinds of movies. I've but, found okay. the people that are defensive about this about this movie are defensive. Like, I've, I wrote- um, on my Facebook page over the past weekend, like I took a screen cap on my phone because when I listen to Pandora, you know, it like picks out, uh, you know, like it hones in on like what they think your interests are. Mm-hmm. And Pandora thinks that my interests are purchasing tickets to go see Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, well, look at your music interests. I know. You have the music interests of a, I would say, 40-something-year-old soccer mom. Not a soccer mom. I listen to a lot of Neil Diamond and Jim Croce. And what's the other station that you listen to quite a bit? What, my Smiths? Disney. No, I haven't listened to my musical stations in a long time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I, took a, so I took a snapshot on my phone and just wrote like, um, no, when it said, you know, buy your tickets now. And I put a picture of it. And I got more than a couple comments saying like, um, I actually saw that movie and it was really good. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. Or some, I think someone wrote that to me and I'm just like, sorry, but wasn't trying to be mean. Do you, do you watch whatever movie you want? <laughs> like just because you're watching it doesn't mean I have to like it or like go no, and pay money no, for it. No, it, it doesn't. Wow. People get a little up in arms about it. Huh. Well, yeah, of note, um, Edward says, I like Repo the Genetic Opera. Um, when I complain about that, you do get a little bit upset about that. Mm. It is a terrible movie. Oh, it's, it it's has awful. Paris Hilton in it, but it is very, I, I like it. Yes. Like, again, you don't have to like anything that I like. True. Just so happens that a lot of people like the Gilmore Girls, and that's what I like, too. People are commenting about your music in there in the chat, too. <laughs> uh, real quick, you did mention – well, I know we have to do a little bit of ball talk. Mm-hmm. Um, you did bring up the fact that it is President's Day, mm-hmm. Sarah. And there is something that you have the ability to do that you've retained from childhood that you... I know I can't do it. Are, why are you doing this? I'm just I've saying – I've done this before. Nobody wants to hear me do that. It's President's are doing... Day. Are you asking about – uh-uh. I'm just saying that I know you have the ability to read through and say the names of every president of the United States in order, starting with George Washington. No, you can't put me on the spot like that. It's your turn for – no, it's, it's time for some – All right. Some we'll, do some, we'll do some ball talk, but maybe we can come back to people that. People have I think heard me honor, do this. Nobody wants to hear my I think in celebration, maybe people in the live chat can put down whether or not they want to hear you do it. I'm just saying. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right, a couple of things this weekend. The NBA All-Star Game happened, which uh, I didn't watch much of the All-Star Game, I'll be honest. It's usually not that exciting. Was, Was it exciting? LaMarcus Aldridge of the Portland Trail Blazers did well. He did get a start. That is fantastic because of some injuries he started in the All-Star game. 
Uh, Damian Lillard of the Blazers also played, and Wesley Matthews was in the three-point contest. Uh, Zach Levine of the Minnesota Timberwolves won the dunk contest, which I haven't watched the dunk contest in quite a while. And I will say this, I actually made Sarah and our friend Jessica watch it because we were all going to the same party and I insisted to make them watch it mainly because that was funny But there could be something exciting that happens. It was was not exciting. It was not that exciting. Although I will say Zach Levine of the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, quite an impressive athlete. That guy can dunk. Mm. He can dunk. All right. So anyway, that that kind of went on. Um, Things, though, off the court that made some news. Kevin Durant of the Oklahoma City Thunder, normally known for uh, for being kind of a, generally speaking, a very soft-spoken guy who does all the right stuff, although more and more stuff is starting to come out about him being a bit of a shit apple. Now he's done this. So he is apparently tired of the media. And he walked out to reporters, uh, this was over the weekend, and said... You guys really don't know shit. To be honest, man, I'm only here talking to y'all because I have to, so I really don't care. Y'all not my friends. You're going to write what you want to write. You're going to love us one day and hate us the next. That's a part of it, so I just learned how to deal with y'all. But then he went on and on saying about talking about how he didn't... He went off for quite a while about the media. Huh, because he's always so soft-spoken. That's weird to hear him. He generally is. Now yeah. he's going off. There's two things with that. Like, one... Yeah, I get it. It's probably annoying having to answer questions after a game or something like that. You know that you have to you have to go do that. Is this the Marshawn lynching of all media, basically? Uh, Marshawn Lynch, I think, made it made it pretty public because Durant's teammate Russell Westbrook also did it. Oh, really? Yeah, not this not this last time. He did it earlier last month. But Durant doing this. Here's the thing: Durant is a superstar player. He is making hundreds of millions of dollars off of the NBA. He's 26 years old. He's set for life, and his family is set for four generations that would probably never have to work Uh if they just managed this money correctly. Your only fucking job is to play basketball and answer some damn questions from some people who are probably dumb and annoying. You probably are right. They probably don't know shit. Just answer the questions. That's, That's part of your job. Like, I just don't feel bad for these guys. Your job is to run and jump and play basketball. And you happen to be really damn good at it, and you get paid very well for it. So your stance on this is like my stance on Fifty Shades of Grey. Which is what? I don't know. Like like I'm saying, like, I don't have to particularly (laughs) like I want to see how you tie this in. I don't have to particularly like something. You can like it. That's fine. But we can have differing opinions. Because I found, like, with the Marshawn Lynch stuff in particular, like, when someone's like, why, you know, why is it your business if he has to talk to the media or not? I'm like, no, it's, that's my thought. I can think that. You can think that he doesn't have to do that if he doesn't want to. But I could think that it's a bad thing. Yeah. That's how I tied it in. Okay. All right. Just because you don't get it doesn't mean it didn't happen. <laughs> well, so the, th- the thing for me is, like, that's, that's part of your job, and that's how you get paid is because people want to hear about you. It's fans ultimately paying the money. Fans pay the money. That pays your salary. Yep. That's the bottom line. Fans are the ones that buy your shoes. Fans are the ones that do all that stuff. Who, who buy your vastly unaffordable $120 jerseys. Right, or his shoes that are you mm-hmm. know extremely expensive as well. All they want to hear, they want to see one little bit of you. And that's it, and you will make millions and millions and millions of dollars. If that's part of your job, that's part of your job. I'm just saying, I, I just have a hard time feeling sorry for him. Yeah, it sucks. It doesn't sound like it's a whole lot of fun. Guess how many people work jobs that aren't a whole lot of fun and don't get paid hundreds of millions of dollars. And that's one little aspect. That, that's my only thing. 
That's my only thing on that. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> Moving on. Um, all right. Here is something that's going to be happening. In the UK, actually in Scotland in particular. We're going back to Scotland for one of our stories. All right. And it's this. There's a ban that may be about to be lifted. And this ban is on stadiums, soccer stadiums in particular, selling alcohol. So in 1980, there were a bunch of almost riots, violent clashes between uh, Celtic fans and Rangers fans. Those are two soccer teams in in, uh, Scotland. Mm -hmm. And after that, they banned the stadiums from selling alcohol at soccer games. Huh. Now, 35 years later, it's being picked back up. And they are talking about actually lifting that ban to where you might be able to drink at uh, at soccer games in Scotland again. Oh, God, I bet the prices are going to be astronomical. <laughs> I am sure they will be astronomical. Yeah. It's just, it's weird to me. I, I had no idea that this ban existed. I mean, I'm, I, don't, I don't follow a lot of soccer, so I, let alone have I been to a soccer match in Scotland. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know they'd ha- they would have a ban. I just assumed that was... That everybody was drunk at those things. I would think so. I mean, you see them on, on television, especially the English matches. I just assume everybody in that stadium's drunk. They're probably just sneaking in liquor. I assume even the players are half drunk. <laughs> yeah, in Scotland, they have not been able to uh, serve alcohol. So that may be lifted. So there you go, Scottish fans. Something that's coming up for them. Moving on in ball talk. Uh, I'll do... I got two more stories here. So one, this is... Going back to the U.S., Yankees superstar Alex Rodriguez. So A Rod, if you know if you know anything about A Rod, it's just been kind of a, a crazy thing over the last like several years. He was busted for steroids, banned for the longest ban that um, the longest suspension I think that anybody's ever received without like a permanent ban mm-hmm. from uh, Major League Baseball. Lied about it. Tried to sue his team. Tried to sue the Yankees. Uh, tried to sue everybody, and now he's finally sue happy. Got very sue happy, and then now has come back around to being like, um, "Okay, I'm sorry." And he's still under contract, so the Yankees still owe him money, and he's got to play for that money. He went and finally had a meeting with the team. At first, they weren't even going to let him come in to apologize. He finally was. He wanted to apologize to them. Now he is saying he wants to do a public apology. The Yankees are considering letting him do it at Yankee Stadium. Wow. And Alex Rodriguez will have a public apology to everyone over being a shit apple for the last several years. Oh, how much do you think he's just getting a platform to say something else? I don't know. I don't know. I I will say I will watch it, though. I will see what what it is he has to say. How he can even pull that off. Because he's been such a jerk. I don't know how you come back from that. Uh, players, Players don't like him. The media doesn't like him, the team doesn't like him, and the fans don't like him. Like, nobody likes him. And he's, and he's, earned, he's earned that through his own actions. Well, maybe people want to like him, and if he, you know, tries to I make to himself like him. more likable. Yeah. Well, there we go. So we'll see what happens. That, uh, that will be a pretty interesting day, though. I will, I will watch that. All right, finally in Ball Talk, we've got this. This is a story about an NFL player who had kind of a rough... Valentine's Day. Okay. So his name's Delaney Walker. He plays for the Tennessee Titans, where he is a uh, tight end. And Delaney Walker did not put a very good security code on his phone. 
and his fiance got a hold of that phone and his Instagram account and decided to post something as Delaney Walker. So as as the guy himself. Okay. So she got a hold of it. Her name is Racine. And here's the post that came up on Delaney Walker's Instagram. It was a picture of the two of them. Now, ostensibly, this looks like it's from Delaney. Mm-hmm. And it just said this. This is my girlfriend slash fiance of 10 years. Her name is Racine. I broke up with her just a few days ago, like I do every February, because I have no self-control in the off-season. I'm a celebrity, and she no longer looks good enough for my image while I'm not playing football. She's also four months pregnant, so I figured it was the perfect time to take advantage of her. I've been canoodling around Nashville like a whore, telling everyone that I'm single, even though we planned this child and have been asking her to marry me for the last five years. I led her to believe that I'm trustworthy, when really I'm a huge liar who does tricks like a dog for any sort of attention at others' expense because I only care about myself and my image. I'm just on this ride called life to see what all I can get instead of valuing what I have. I value the opinion of other females more than hers, and for some reason, Racine won't marry me. Guess it's because I'm just too good looking. Oh well. I sent her four dozen roses today. Hope that cheers her up. We'll see. And then at the end it says, all jokes aside, surprise Delaney, you are having a girl. Congratulations, love Racine. Wow. That is... That guy seems like a real fuckstick. That's harsh. Well, yeah, I mean, assuming all that's true, yes, Mm. he does seem like a fuckstick. But that is that is what uh, his girlfriend did to his Instagram account and posted that. I guess it was up for quite a while before he realized this. Oh wow! And that was uh, that was how Racine got back. <laughs> and that is the story of Racine. That's the story of Racine. I imagine he's going to have a. Eh, I don't know. I don't know anything about him to, to be honest. Mm. But I know. He's not going to have a very good night at home when he comes home. No, probably not. There we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Well, we do have a birthday today that we have to give. We do. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, it's a couple of birthdays. There's George Washington and uh, Abraham Lincoln were around now. Maybe Sarah has something for them. Oh, stop. Nobody wants to hear it. Everybody wants to hear you do the president thing. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. No, today is President's Day. It's not that big of a feat. You don't think you can do it? I think I could do it. I don't think you could do it. You don't think you can do it? Oh, well, that's fine. We don't have to do it if, if you don't think you can. If it's too much pressure for you. It is too much pressure. Now you've made me all nervous about it. Well, if you, I mean, if you don't think you can do it. Stop it. All right, well, we do want to wish Paul Vinko a very happy birthday. Yes, indeed, Paul. Happy birthday, Paul. Happy we hope birthday. You have a wonderful, wonderful day, our dear friend. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Ding, ding, ding. Washington? What comes after Washington, sir? Adams. What's after Adams? Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Adams, Jackson, Van Buren, Harrison, Tyler, Polk, Taylor, Fulmer, Pierce, Buchanan, Lincoln, Johnson, Grant, Hayes, Gulfrey, Arthur, Cleveland, Harrison, Cleveland, McKinley, Roosevelt, Taft, Wilson, Harding, Coolidge, Hoover, Roosevelt, Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Bush. Obama. All right. <laughs> there we go. See, I knew you could do it. <laughs> to the tune of Yank and Doodle. That is the only thing I held on to from third grade. <laughs> Still trying to learn my colors. Oh, wow. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. I want to remind you of something very Important. Yes. Right now, our first short film, if you will, documentary, is available for sale. 
Nightmare at Nibblers, the full ghost investigation of my house, is now available at funemploymentradio.com. Go there. Right on the front page is a link. If it's not there, it's in our store. And you can purchase it for $6.99. That's it. You get to download it, stream it as much as you want. It's your you forever it. copy. It's your forever copy. Um, and we uh, really appreciate everyone who's been picking it up. It's $6.99. That's it. It helps us tremendously. And plus, uh, quite honestly, I mean, it's a very, very well done We've documentary by, a, by Derek. Yeah, a ton of great feedback from people. So thanks. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think after you watch it. We, yeah. We're very proud of it. We've invested a lot of time. We financially invested in it. So yes. um, we're really grateful for any and all support that you give us. So thank yes. you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Funemploymentradio.com, Nightmare at Nibblers. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You ruined the whole thing by doing that. <laughs> no, All right, you guys are. I fant- made it more special by punctuating it. No, oh, I don't know if that's what we would call that. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, thank you so much. You are incredible. Uh, coming up at five thirty p.m. today on the Fun Employment Radio Network will be Drive Time at the Drive-In. Yeah. Aaron couldn't be here for the show, but he will be here for that. Awesome. All right, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, everybody. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.